In Matthew 12:36, Jesus said that we will one day give an account for every idle word we speak. At the same time, however, the Bible clearly offers us the promise of forgiveness. If God has truly forgiven us, why would we be called to account for our idle words? Are you ready to face the truth? Face the Truth is the weekly podcast of the Truth Church of Olathe, Kansas. Now here is your host and Bible teacher, Pastor Gregory Riggin. Thank you, Brother Goff, and thank you to everyone who is listening. I trust that today's episode will be a blessing to all of those who tune in. While I'm expressing thanks, especially on this day of Thanksgiving, let me say how thankful I am to have this opportunity to speak to all of you each week through this venue. It really does mean a lot to me that you take time out of your busy schedule to let me talk to you about the thing that matters so much to me, the Word of God. On today's episode, we're going to replay a podcast from several months ago. It originally aired on May 8th of this year and was a part of a series in which I was answering various Bible questions submitted by our listeners. It was one of our most listened to episodes since we began this podcast, so I thought you might be blessed by hearing it again. Before we play that episode, however, I need to make all of our listeners aware of a situation we have encountered here at Face the Truth. It's recently come to our attention that, for some unknown reason, everyone who previously subscribed to our podcast through Apple Podcasts has somehow been unsubscribed without their knowledge and without ours. Last week, we provided two options for subscribing. As it turns out, one of those is not working properly. Therefore, please listen carefully to the correct instructions I'm about to provide. Let me first note that subscribing through Apple Podcasts or Google Play actually helps us tremendously. Even if you don't intend to listen through those venues, we'd greatly appreciate it if you would take the time to go through the subscription process. The larger our number of subscribers, the higher our ranking in search engines. That means more people visiting our site. In order to fix the issue I mentioned earlier, here's what you need to do. First, you'll need to remove the old subscription. To do that, open the Apple Podcast app and find your library. When you open your library, search for and identify the Truth Church podcast. Once you've found it, tap or click the ellipses, the three dots. Then tap or click Delete from Library. At this point, you'll need to add a new subscription. In the Apple Podcast app, tap the search option and type in Face the Truth. The icon is different from that of the Truth Church. Please be aware. Once you've located Face the Truth, click on it and then click Subscribe. One other thing I would ask of you, whether you listen via Apple, Google, or any of the other platforms on which we're available, if you're blessed by Face the Truth, would you be so kind as to rate our podcast and leave a positive comment at whichever platform you prefer? These kinds of things encourage others who happen to find us to listen. The more positive ratings and comments we have, the more those who aren't familiar with us might be interested in listening. 
Okay, now that we've taken care of that, let's get to today's podcasts. The question is, in Matthew 12, 36, Jesus said we'll have to give account in the day of judgment for every idle word. But doesn't the Bible promise forgiveness if you repent? Well, let's see if we can uh, rectify these two statements. First, let's begin by looking at the verse mentioned uh, by the author of the question. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. Jesus is speaking and he says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account. So obviously, Jesus did say that men will give account for every idle word. Now, according to Barnes' notes on the New Testament, the Greek word translated idle means a vain, thoughtless, useless word, a word that accomplishes no good. He goes on to say that the implication is these are harmful, hurtful, hateful, wicked words. So Jesus indeed told us that we will give account for every word we speak that does not serve a good purpose. And that's certainly a sobering thought. It definitely ought to make us think twice about what we allow to come out of our mouths. This is especially true when we consider what James said on this subject. James 1.26, If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Wow, I don't know about you, but just reading these verses makes me want to pray the way David did concerning the words of his mouth. Psalm 19, verse 14, he said, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Psalm 141, verse 3, he said, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth and keep the door of my lips. Now, before we get too deep in a spirit of conviction, I want to remind you of the question which asked how we reconcile Jesus' statement that we'll give account for every idle word with the promise of forgiveness if we repent. How will we have to give account for what we've repented of? So since we've dealt with the first half of the question, giving account for idle words, let's now address the issue of forgiveness. Let's look at some of the scriptural promises that are made to us. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm telling you that the promise of forgiveness is definitely ours. So then, how do we reconcile Jesus' statement that we're going to give account for every idle word and the fact that forgiveness is promised to those who repent? Well, as is the case with so many Bible passages, 
The answer must be found through a process of study. Remember, Isaiah 28.10 tells us that precept must be upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. That's the way we come to understand the Scripture. Now, 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And so we know there's no contradiction between these passages. So there's got to be a way to accept the truth of both scriptures. In order to find the solution, let's begin with the promise of forgiveness. If God has promised us that he'll forgive, we can be certain that forgiveness is available. Now, knowing that, we further understand what forgiveness involves. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12, For I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Micah chapter 7, verse 19, He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities, and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. I want to tell you that when Jesus forgives, he also forgets. Psalm 103 verse 12 is one of my favorite passages when it comes to forgiveness. The Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Now, as I like to point out, you can put your finger on the north pole of a globe and move any direction you want. But I'm telling you that at the North Pole, the first movement is always south. If you're at the South Pole, the first step you make will always be north. And so there are places where north and south meet. But the Lord didn't say he was going to put our sins as far as the north is from the south. He said he would put them as far from us as the east is from the west. So if you put your finger on that globe, but put it at the equator and you start traveling east, there's never a time when you're suddenly going west. The same thing is true if you put your finger on the equator and start traveling west. There's never a time that you're going east. So I'm telling you that east and west never meet. And therefore, you will never meet up with those things of which you've been forgiven. So how then will we give account for every idle word? Well, to me, it's actually pretty simple. I believe that we will give account for every idle word that God remembers. The only way God remembers those idle words is if we never repent of them. But once we repent, God no longer remembers those words. If he doesn't remember them, if they've been taken off our record, how can they be brought up again to make us give account? Now, having said all that, I do think it'd be good for us to consider what it takes to obtain forgiveness. To be forgiven, we must ask through repentance. Acts chapter 3, verse 19, Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. But repentance is not just saying you're sorry. It begins with truly being 
sorry. In fact, it's what the Bible calls having a godly sorrow in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9. When you have a godly sorrow, you'll see your sin the way God sees it. God looks at your sin as that which is going to separate you from him. And when you have a godly sorrow, you'll see it the same way. And as a result, you're going to be willing to confess your sin, not to a man, but to God. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, we read a while ago, if we confess our sins, notice that, confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we have to feel sorry for our sins, a, a godly sorrow, and we have to confess that sin to God, but that's not all that real repentance involves. Look at Proverbs 28, verse 13. Proverbs 28, 13, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Did you notice that? Whoso confesseth and forsaketh them. If you're truly sorry for your sins and you confess them to God, you need to determine in your heart that by God's help you'll, for, you'll forsake that sin. You see, true repentance will always be accompanied by a change in actions. When John the Baptist preached repentance to the people, he told them they had to bring forth fruits to prove that they had truly repented. And when he said that, they asked him what he meant. What should they do? Let's read in Luke chapter 3, beginning with verse 10. And the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? He answereth and saith unto them, He that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none. And he that hath meat, let him do likewise. Then came also publicans to be baptized, and said unto him, Master, what shall we do? And he said unto them, Exact no more than that which is appointed you. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said unto them, Do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. So John is explaining that real repentance will produce a change in lifestyle. Now, there is something else that I really ought to point out as well while we're on this subject. For some reason, it appears that sometimes forgiveness comes through being anointed with oil by the ministry. Listen to James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now, the word elders here does not have a reference to age. Rather, it's the Greek word from which we get our English word presbyter. It, it signifies a minister. And so it seems that there are times that God wants you to humble yourself enough to submit to a man of God and let him pray for you. In so doing, God has promised that your sins shall be forgiven. Of course, I cannot close this study out without pointing out one other thing. 
That is, obtaining forgiveness is predicated upon the fact that you have been baptized in Jesus' name. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now look at this, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The word for comes from the Greek word ice, which literally means in order to obtain. So what Peter said was, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in order to obtain remission of sins. My friend, you cannot obtain remission if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name. When Paul was giving his own testimony, he said that these were the words Ananias spoke to him, Acts 22, verse 16, and now why tarriest thou, arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. The only way to wash away your sins is to be baptized calling on the name of the Lord. And what is that name? It's Jesus. If you were baptized saying in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, your baptism is not scriptural. It must be done in the name above all names. The only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you need to do it. If you have questions about this subject, please feel free to contact me directly by sending an email to bishop at olathatruth.com. Also, if you live in the Kansas City metropolitan area and are interested in a free in-home Bible study, we would be honored to take you through the Word of God via Zoom or some other form of electronic media. These Bible studies only take one hour and, depending on the subject matter, range from one to twelve lessons. Again, my email address is bishop at olathatruth.com. Please let us know how we can help you. In the meantime, I pray you have a blessed Thanksgiving. Thank you, Pastor Riggett. Thank you to everyone who has joined us for today's podcast. We want you to know that we are here to help you in any way we can. If there is anything we can do for you, please don't hesitate to contact us. Send your prayer request to prayer at olathetruth.com. That's prayer at olathetruth.com. If you live in the Kansas City metropolitan area, we invite you to join us for our services this week. Sunday morning at 10, Sunday evening at 6, and Tuesday evening at 7.30. For those who cannot attend, we will provide a live stream on our Facebook page, our YouTube page, our Twitter account, and our website, newlifepc.com slash listen. Until our next podcast, take care and God bless.